Welcome to Sailing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We're talking about Sailing God's People for a podcast, daily podcast on the present proceeding Word of God there at DBM. We want to say we're a nonprofit uh, organization with international ministries there in Africa and India. We are in need of Jesus-only training centers in Africa and India uh, with over a thousand ministers in uh, those nations that have come out of false doctrine into being born again in obedience to Acts 38. And now they're wanting discipleship. They want to go deeper. And the, that requires us to be there for them. And they're requesting Jesus-only training centers in the major cities like Nairobi, uh, Bombay, etc., cetera, uh, there where the ministers can travel and be trained up unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ here in the last days under perfection, fully mature. So anyone that gives a donation, and we're looking to you, we have no uh, uh, formal uh, denominal backing. Uh, we simply rely upon donations given by our, our uh, viewing audience. And you that know the truth, uh, stand with us. Uh, for your tax-deductible tax gift, any donation, we'll send you a free DVD uh, as a thank you uh, for uh, helping us stand for these uh, ministers in Africa and India. Well, let's go on. We're talking about in these last days. There, I received a visitation of the Lord Jesus in Transmara, Kenya, Africa. This is on the 19th of January, 2019. It's over four years, going on five years, and we have been obedient as as much as possible to obey that command of the Lord. He said, seal my people by my word, even as I send my angel ascending from the east heaven to seal living God, so send I you. We started doing the podcast, focusing on that present truth at that time. And we now, most people do not, in denominal teaching, believe that the book of Revelation has any relevance or significance to the believer because they believe, or most believe, that there's a pre-tribulation rapture, and so it has nothing to do with them. We want to take a look at that in this podcast today, and also video that'll be on YouTube and various uh, uh, sites there, uh, social media sites. In Revelation 22.10, it's very important that we see uh, that Jesus speaks, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And the key word, the time is at hand. And he means there, let's take a look at the Revelation, uh, the beginning of the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. And he said the Revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave it to him to show unto his servants things. Now, things are the things of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. And this is coming up to the measure of the statute of the fullness of Christ into all truth, not partial truth, not in Pentecostal revelation of seeing through a glass darkly, but to the full revelation of Jesus Christ. That's the last book in the Word of God. And that is that revelation of Jesus Christ we're seeing through a glass that with an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. He expects us to come to perfection, 
full of maturity, having our senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. This which must shortly come to pass, he sent and signified it. Now that's a seal, a sign signified by his angel unto John. Now John the Baptist uh, foreran Jesus' first coming. And John, in the spirit of Elijah, will forerun Jesus' second advent in the work of the ministry. And those of you that are in uh, the true word of God know this. Revelation 1, 2, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation 19, 10, whereby we understand uh, the meanings of the typology and uh, the signs and seals in Revelation. The testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw, there's Revelation. Why is it important to us? Blessed is he that readeth. That's the whole church. That's not natural Israel. That is the church of the living God. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. Why? For the time is at hand. We're in a time that the Lord said is the last of the last days. For we come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man, growing up in him in all things, not being tossed to and fro by everyone of doctrine, uh, by the slight of men. There we are in this revelation, in this time, for this truth to be revealed to the body of Christ. Take a look at Revelation 4.1. They say this is the rapture verse. Let's take a look at it. After this I looked, there's John talking, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as, as it were a trumpet talking with me. The trumpet voice of God, he does nothing except he show it to his servants, the prophets. And the trumpet's talking with John saying, come up hither, and that's supposed to be the rapture. Hey, come up hither, it's a harpazo, but it's not a rapture. And I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Those are the things of faith. And what happened to it? Was he raptured? He was immediately, he was in the spirit and behold a throne. He was in throne room revelation. That's a much higher revelation than Pentecost. And now we are charged with it in the body of Christ because it's the proceeding present truth of the word of God. And if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Ezekiel 1 verse 1. Let's take a look at what happened to Ezekiel. Well, here he's in heaven. We just saw that in Revelation 4.1. A voice of a trumpet talking with John saying, Come up hither, I'll show you things which will come to pass hereafter. And immediately he was in the spirit and before the throne. Heaven was opened. Ezekiel 1. Look what happened to Ezekiel. I came to pass in the 30th year. Of course, 30 being the number of the price of blood as well as the ministry. For the priest, number four, for the high priest took his, uh, took his office at age 30. And it's also the number of the man-child, uh, that is, into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, 30 being that biblical number. Come to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among by the captives by the river of Kibar, that the heavens were opened. He did not and was not raptured, but he saw visions of God. We see it again throughout the word of God. And Acts 7, 56, uh, Stephen's being stoned. He said, behold, as he's being stoned, 
He said, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Of course, that is Son of Man office is the kingdom office. Jesus said, we the body of the Christ. There, uh, Son of Man being uh, John 3.13, no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And he said, I see the heavens open. Same thing again. We also see here in Acts. Take a look here. And on um, the morrow, they went on their journey. They drew nigh to the city. Peter went upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. And what? He saw heaven open. The same thing that John saw there in Revelation 4.1. It's not a rapture, but it is uh, a heavenly vision that he is given. And uh, what does it mean to us? Well, Matthew, take a look at Jesus. He comes up there to be baptized of John and Jordan. And uh, when he was baptized, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him. There we see it again. The heavens were open to him. That is heavenly vision. There, Jesus did not get raptured at that point or literally caught up to heaven at that time. Here we see in Revelation 1 and 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ which God gave to him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it again. That's the sealing, the sign, which is a seal, by his angel to his servant John, who will be in the spirit of Elijah in the last days, which is the body of Christ. We'll see that in Revelation 10. He bare record of the word of God. And of the testimony of Jesus Christ, that's the spirit of prophecy we see in Revelation 19.10. Blessed is he that readeth. Again, we recite this again because it's a body of Christ. It's not national Israel. That is a fallacy. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep the things. Why? Because the time here again is at hand. This is where we are in present truth in the, in the word of God concerning the body of Christ. Let's take a look at Revelation 10 about John. Well, the whole chapter of Revelation 10. And I saw a mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud and a rainbow upon his head, and his face was as or the sun, his feet as pillars of fire. Same thing we see on the Mount of Transfiguration, Matthew 17. Watch, and he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And it was told, John, write what they, what you see and seal it in a book uh, there and for the time is at hand. We saw that in Revelation 1. Yeah, so he's about to write. He's told to write. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, and of course, seven in the word of God's perfections, thunders, uh, the lightning is the revelation of the word of God. Thunders is the understanding of the hearing of that uh, thunder is the understanding of the voice of the Lord. So we have lightning, which is the effulgence of the word, the lightning there, uh, which is revelation. But then the thunders, we have the understanding of it. And then their voices, that's individual instruction to each individual member in the body of Christ. Then the earthquake, well, that's the moving by faith, shaking 
the earth with the word of God. And the seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, John said, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, seal up those things. Now this seal is exactly what will go into the forehead of those servants of God. It will be revealed by the Spirit of God and only those that are walking in the light of the Word of God, walking in the light as He's in the light, will have that seal in Revelation 7. Seal up those things. What? Those things of faith which the seven thunders uttered. That's the understanding of the Word of God and write them not. Now, how are we going to get it then? It's through the leading of the Holy Ghost himself. We're sealed by the word of God, the Holy Ghost, until the day of redemption. Take a look. We keep reading. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven and swear by him that lived forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are therein, and the earth and the things that are therein, and the sea and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer, no delay in time. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, remember the seven thunders and the seventh angel, there when he shall begin to sound, it's beginning now. The mystery of God should be finished. Now we know Christ in you, the hope of glory, is that mystery of godliness. These mysteries there, there are now being given to the body of Christ. The Lord will do nothing, shave, he show it to his servants and prophets. Somebody said, well, I got to find a prophet. No. God in Sunday times and divers manner spoken to the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken to us, the body of Christ, through his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. It's now, we don't have to go to a prophet or to a priest. The Holy Ghost is leading us according to the will of God. And we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us, both the will and do of his good pleasure. And when he shall begin to sound, this mystery of God shall be finished as he has declared to his servants, the prophets. Now the servants of God are the ones that are doing his will. Now in the present proceeding word of God, for man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So this uh, idea that revelation, the book of Revelation, with all these seal trumpets and vows and the judgments of God are not for the body of Christ is a total misconception and a false ideology. When we see here that as he's declared to his servants a prophet and the voice which I heard from heaven, this is a heavenly revelation, spoke to me again and said, go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. Notice, this book is not sealed, it's open. This is for now, for us, the vision there is open, uh, and we're not sealing up the vision or the prophecy. It's being revealed to the body of Christ in these last days. Evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse, where the body of Christ shines as a light to the world. We keep going to Revelation 10. And I went to the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book, the Bibliorhidian. The Biblion is the word of God from Genesis to Revelation. The little book is where God has comprised the whole book into a little book where we can eat all of it, all truth, all things. 
And he said, me, and he said unto me, Take it and eat it up. It shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. So butter and honey shall everyone eat that's left in the land. That's the revelation of the word of God. The sweet incense of the word. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand. Why? Not hands, but hand. That little book, the Bible reading, must be taken. The law and the prophets were under John. Since that time, men pressed their way into it. The kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. No one's going to give it to you. No pastor's going to sit behind a pulpit and say, this is the will of God for you specifically. You have to seek God on your own and there, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is. Each individual is given faith according to the will of God. We must find that faith and in obedience do it to be pleasing to Him. So we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, not the plan of salvation, but our own salvation doing the will of God. We work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it's God that worketh in us, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. The body of Christ there in the last days ate it up, all of it. And it was in my mouth, sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten, my belly was bitter. He said unto me, thou must prophesy. Who is prophesying? Preach this word again before many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. Who is doing that? The body of Christ. God's not raising John again from the dead to preach this everlasting gospel all the world for what's in all nations. That's you, my friend, the body of Christ. As we see here, we go on with it. We find in Hebrews about these secret things now being revealed in these last days. Take a look. Hebrews 9.1, Paul talks about this first covenant. Also had ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. Of course, that's the tabernacle of Moses, a worldly tabernacle, divine service. For there was a tabernacle. Notice he's talking about Moses' tabernacle. That tabernacle made, the first wherein was the candlestick, that is, that is the sanctuary, the holy place, and the table and the shoe bread, which is called the sanctuary, the holy place. And after the second veil, we're going into the holiest of all, the most holy place, the holy of holies. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer. Now, we know this is the Day of Atonement because the golden censer is before the Ark of the Covenant or the testimony. And the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was a golden pot that had manna, Aaron's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. Three things in uh, uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Now watch it. Over it, the cherubim of glory, shadowing the mercy seat of which we can now not speak particularly. Now there are cherubim and look of the mercy seat in the mercy, mercy seat, looking toward the mercy seat, which were in that mercy seat in uh, the propitiation. We're not talking about those. What we're talking about here is the colossal cherubim made of olives, the olive trees. We find this in Revelation 11, that the God Almighty gives unto his servants power. And to the servants there, he gave power 
for 42 months time times a half, three and a half years, 1,203 score days. The same that we see in uh, Revelation 10, there of John taking the little book, eating all of it, and prophesying or preaching again before I ever made it, uh, nation, kindred, uh, tongues, and kings. Same we're having here that uh, Paul is telling us about this tabernacle, and he's speaking of Moses' tabernacle. Then he made, mentions the mercy seat of the cherubims of glory shadowing it, of which we cannot now speak particularly. Why? Because he was in the Pentecostal realm. He was not in. He was one born out of due time, due season, and he saw these things, but it was unlawful for him to speak or for a man to speak because it was not time. He was in the Pentecostal realm. That's in the former reign. In the latter reign, ask you, ask you the Lord reign in the time of the latter reign, so the Lord make bright clouds, send forth showers to everyone grass in the field. That's Zechariah 10, 1. Well, this is why he did not speak particularly about the cherubim, which are the zoe, or the living creatures that we see in Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10. We see it in Genesis 3, 24 as a Christophany being a capital C, which is the lion, man, ox, and eagle of the four faces of Jesus. But then we have the little C cherubim that are in Ezekiel 1, Ezekiel 10, Revelation 4, and Revelation 5, which we see the olive trees also, and Zechariah 4, which are the two sons of all, emptying out of themselves the olive branches, the olive trees, the golden oil. This is not a half egg of beaten olive oil in Pentecost. In the sanctuary, no, this is higher. This is throne room revelation that John has given us in Revelation 4.1, which is a much higher revelation than the Pentecostal Acts 2 through the book of Jude. We're in the, the last of the last days and God expects us to go into the sevens of perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man, anyone that does not and does not do the will of God, will not have access to the kingdom of heaven. We see that in Matthew 7, verse 22, 23, 24. Jesus said, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. We cannot buy the idea that we are not supposed to read the book of the Revelation because it doesn't apply to us. It's not applicable to us. Yes, it is. It is very applicable to us, the body of Christ. It is written primarily to us as the love letter in the seven seals of the heartstrings of God to his church. To Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, the church of the living God, unto perfection I know thy works. He's expecting perfect works to the measure of the statue of Jesus. Notice here, Paul's saying, this is a time that in Pentecost we cannot speak particularly about these cherubim. He goes on, we see here in 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, Paul tells us about this man and he was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. And he said, it's not for me to come to uh, visions and revelations of the Lord. Take a look at it. 2 Corinthians 12, to I knew a man. What man is he talking about? A man in Christ above 14 years ago. Now, it was 14 years that Paul comes down and sees uh, Peter and John in Jerusalem 
there and he had been preaching this gospel uh, according to the heavenly vision given him, not disobedient to it of this uh, dispensation of grace given to him. And he said, whether in the body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell. He didn't know where, if it was in the body, out of the body, he couldn't tell. But he saw this man, such as one, now the ones all run a race, but only one winner the prize, caught up to the third heaven. This is what we're seeing in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I knew such a man. Well, again, says it again, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. Watch what he says. How that he, that's Jesus ahead and you, each member in the body of Christ, making but one man, was caught up into paradise, heaven itself, and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man is not lawful for a man to utter. Why? Because it was in Pentecost. Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities when I'm weak and I'm strong. This is what Paul saw of the man-child in Revelation 12 in the last days, the church coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. As we take a look at Revelation 12 here, this is the church in the higher glory caught up to God to his throne, and here we see a sign, a great wonder in heaven. Here is this heavenly revelation. It's throne room revelation. A woman clothed with the sun. The woman is not national Israel. The woman is the church. Many, and we'll talk about why and prove that in uh, of itself through the scripture here in Revelation 12. They just say, well, that has to do with uh, Joseph's dream, talking to Jacob and the, the 11 cheese bowed down before him, et cetera, et cetera. Well, no, that's not applicable here because we're going to see that there's 12 stars, but there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun. That is the solar year, totally the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, full grown, and the moon under her feet. Those are the lunations. Feast of the Lord, the Moed, the divine appointments of God with man. And upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ in the perfect government of God. 12 being that perfect government. There's 12 months in a year. Jesus had 12 disciples. And we're seeing those that are sealed are 12,000 of the 12 tribes that are 144, which is the work of the Holy Ghost. Now, Revelation 12, 2, and she being with child, cried, travailing in birth. Well, God will do a new thing. It says so in the word of God and the prophets. Jeremiah states it. God will do a new thing. A woman shall compass a man. There it is. The woman is compassing a man, the man child. Now notice there that she's being with child cries. This is the sorrows, birth pains. But by saying that revelation, the book of the revelation has no significance to the body of Christ, we're lining up, maybe not uh, really willingly, but with a mistaken identity, we're lining up with the mystery of Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abomination of the earth. Why? Because she says, I, Babylon, the false church, says, I said a queen. I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow, no birth pains, no crying out to be delivered in birth. She says, I'm not going to veil in pain because I said a queen. I'm not a widow. 
and I will see no sorrow. I'll have no birth pains. Jesus said, we, the body of Christ, will have birth pains and we will be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. This is a battle going on right now. There appeared a great red dragon. Now we fought the old serpent, the scorpion, the dragon, uh, the, uh, the devil himself, and now this is the dragon. It's not just a scorpion or a serpent. It's the dragon. It's the full force of Satan against the body of Christ. And we, the body of Christ, have a standard lifted up against it. We're still here, living by faith. And that faith, that will overcome, the victory that overcome of the world, even our faith. And it says, and uh, there appeared that water in heaven, a great red dragon, having seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns upon his head. And we find that in Daniel 7 and all the way through Daniel uh, Daniel 11. Uh, the Antichrist will be on the last days, the ships of Kedem. We won't go into that now. And Revelation 12, 4, his tail, uh, the prophets that tell the truth, they're the head. But the ones that are false prophets, they are the tail. And the tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, literally deceiving them and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, that is the church, just as he tried to do when uh, Moses was born, tried to destroy the man child then, uh, there that was going to uh, give us there the Pentateuch, the the Torah, the same thing that happened to Jesus, such every child two years and under being slain. He still drew the same thing again for the body of Christ, bringing forth Christ in the fullness measure of Jesus. He's going to do the thing to devour the man child as soon as it's born. <clears throat> but he will not prevail and cast them to the earth. And a dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered. That's where we are now to devour her child. And that is as soon as it was born. The children, there were going to uh, go from newborn babes to little children. Well, what is that? It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. Child, we're not newborn babes. We've grown to the next level, which is 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write in you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Yes, you're born again. And you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. That's the revelation that's going across the world right now. We have over a thousand ministers in not only Africa, but India as well, and some in Pakistan that, uh, matter of fact, some that we're trying to get out now, uh, Pakistan, because they're becoming uh, so much, uh, they're coming against uh, uh, terror, uh, coming against the true Christians that we have some ministers that are doing their best to get out of there, come to America uh, because their churches have been burned and their lives are in peril. Uh, they're asking us and we're doing the best we can uh, to help them uh, get one of them in Siaco, Lahore. Uh, we understand. So we're standing with them in faith. Uh, there where uh, it's a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when tribulation uh, work with patience, patience, work with experience, and experience, work with hope, hope, make them not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. They're singing some of them, singing their testimony with their own blood in the true Jesus. Now he tries to devour a child as soon as it was born. The children there are the ones that know that the Lord Jesus is the Father of glory. He is the Lord 
Jehovah God Almighty. That same Jesus whom you crucified, that man. Acts 2.36. God hath made him, that man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ the Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Father of glory. He's glorified with the Father's own self. There they have this revelation. That child now, the ones they know that Jesus is the Father of glory, the Son of God is the Father revealed. They know that the Son of God is now that quickening spirit. You'll see that in 1 Corinthians 15, 45. That first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second Adam, uh, that last Adam, Jesus Christ, was made a quickening spirit. Who is he? Well, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, the Lord is that spirit. Who is the Lord? Jesus Christ. Uh, the man in the days of his flesh was a man, our kinsman, redeemer. He had to pray to the Father because he's, re, he's fulfilling the law in the days of his flesh. Afterward, he takes the ordinances of that law, never being uh, sinned or, uh, or committing sin. He that knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He took the ordinances of that law, nailing it to his cross, thereby breaking down the metal wall of partition, thereby making in himself one new man. That new man is the quickening spirit, Jesus Christ. Now, she brought forth a man-child, no doubt about it. She's bringing forth Jesus in her. Who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron? Somebody said, well, that's Jesus. Well, well, it's Jesus in you, as we see here. And her child was caught up to God into his throne. Jesus is set down with the Father in his throne, Revelation 3.21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, Jesus said. That's a place I prepared for you. But where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, down with my Father in his throne. Not around it, not beside it, in it. All power in heaven and earth given unto him. Take a look here at Jesus said there to the church, uh, there in Revelation 2, this is verse 24, 24 through 27. And he said, But unto you in Thyatira, which is that fourth church, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, but unto you I say, and the rest in Thyatira, as many as not have this doctrine, and which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I'll put upon you none other burden. What is he saying? But that which you have already hold fast till I come. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works, Keep the works of Jesus unto the end. Not the word, but the works. Not a hear the word, but a do of the word. To him will I give power, what? Over the, over the nations. Over the nations, that is exactly what he's doing in Revelation 12. Power over what? The rule of the nation. He ruled them with a rod of iron. Who's the he? Jesus the head, we the body of Christ. He's the head, we're the body. That's the son of man revelation which is the ones that know the Word of God. You'll see that, the fathers. In uh, 1 John 2, 12, verse 13 and 14, I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. Who is that? In the beginning was the Word, Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. He will rule over the nations as king, priest, and will rule and reign with the Lord in the earth. We will rule them with a rod of iron as a vessel of the potter. Shall they be broken to shivers, even as I received of my father? That's what he said in Revelation 3, uh, 21. As we go on with it, 
Take a look at the glory that God has in store for you. Revelation 12, 6, carrying it all. And the woman fled into the wilderness. Somebody said, well, that's natural Israel. Really? Where she had the place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred three score days, 42 months, time, times and a half. Literally three and one half years. That's not national Israel. That's the church of the living God. The woman is the church. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. The dragon fought. Well, we know there's spiritual wickedness in high places and uh, rulers of the darkness of this world that we wrestle against. And prevail not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. The dragon, the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth not part of the world, but the whole world. Neighbor, it's happening right now. This woke ideology is nothing in the world but an antichrist. Straight out devil trying to change God's word and being ludicrous, have absolutely no effect and think it's foolishness. Well, right now, the Chinese government is making out a new Bible where they say that Jesus was a sinner. Oh, my God, talk about blasphemy. Well, he was cast into the earth. The devil was, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, what's happening? Now it's come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of what? His Christ, his anointed. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them, that's the church of the living God, before our God day and night. Let's keep on going. It's getting very interesting, isn't it? Because it's not national Israel, friend. That's a bold-faced lie. Revelation 12, 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. How do we overcome? By the blood of the Lamb or the word of our testimony. They love not their lives until the death. For the name of Jesus. Jesus said they're going to cast you out of the synagogues, uh, John 16, 1. And the time comes that they, that whosoever kills you, killeth you, will think that he did God a service. Why? Because they will do these things unto you because they have not known the Father nor me, that they do not know the Son of God is the Father revealed and not another, the Holy One of Israel, not a trinity. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, they love not their lives nor the death. They rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you. What? Having great wrath. It's not the wrath of God, it's the wrath of Satan called the great tribulation, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. What time is that? Three and a half years. When the dragon saw that he was cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman, which brought forth the man-child. That's not natural Israel. That man-child is after Christ Jesus and to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might what? Fly into the wilderness. Not heaven, but into the wilderness. Why? When Jesus was baptized of John in Jordan, and, uh, of course, after he had fasted 40 days, he was tempted of Satan. What? He was driven to the wilderness. There to be tempted of Satan, both body, soul, and spirit. There, what happens when we birth in the man-child in us, Christ, in us to the fullness of, of, of Christ, we are going into the wilderness and into her place where she is nourished. God will nourish us for a time, times of a, and a half a time, three and a half years, 42 months during this short time of a time, time of that three and a half years, down two and three score days. And from the face of the serpent, the face is the glory. We will not be deceived because we will be sealed knowing this truth. But you must see it. Real under, 
underscoring that we, the body of Christ, must be established in the words of the book of this prophecy and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Revelation 12, 15, keep going with it. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water after, as a flood after the woman, the church, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. Well, when evil comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard against it. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Key verse. And the dragon was wroth with the woman. Who is this woman? And went to make war with who? The remnant of her seed. Who are they? Natural Israel? No. The ones that keep the commandments of God, for those that keep the commandments of God love God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. The testimony of Jesus Christ is is the spirit of prophecy in Revelation 19.10. John came upon a man, and he knew, John the Revelator, that disciple of Jesus Christ, who loved Jesus, and the disciple whom Jesus loved, came upon this man and was about to worship him, to bow down to worship him. Worship him. He said, see thou doest it not? Well, who are you? Well, John, no, he would never bow down and worship an angel and lose his reward in a voluntary humility worship of angels and true to those things which you know are not vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. He would never do that. He was sure it was the Lord. But when he was going to bow down to worship, worship this man, he said, See thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. The testimony of Jesus is the faith the faith in the current true word of God. How do we know that? Because in Revelation 12, 14, they keep the commandments of God. Those that love God keep his commandments and have the faith of Jesus Christ. What's that? That's the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's the spirit of prophecy to understand the words of the book of this prophecy. There you have it, neighbor. We're talking about this last day work that is you. I'm going to ask you again. As we mentioned there uh, in this podcast, and those that are watching there over the, uh, the social media sites, the DBM, the Dennis Spirit Ministers, we have a quest throughout Africa, these pastors and uh, ministers there, currently over a thousand. It's going about 1,200 now uh, that many of them I haven't even met since we've been over since 2012. Uh, we've been over several trips, uh, literally through donations we spent well over a million dollars going back and forth, back and forth with our DBM team, ministry team. And they have come out and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, according to Acts 2, 38, in obedience to their uh, faith. They have repented, been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. They've received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now saying, lead us on. We believe the sealing. We want to go on to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. That's our call in this ministry. We need your help. And some of you that God has dealt with, maybe you're staying in your same environment or whatever the case is, but we need you to yoke up with us. Even if you can't move here to Longview and be with us and make the trips with us, at least be with us one mind, one accord in spirit, lifting us up and uh, with your prayers and your financial donations. So we're born again. They are requesting Jesus Only Training Centers to help them proceed on to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ through the word of God and they're being sealed in Revelation 7-1. There, they're requesting us there and we just, we don't, we've used every dime we have uh, there for the work of the ministry. 
So every donation given to DBM, you can just write a check or uh, there with uh, Ceiling God's people. We also have the Cash App. We also have Venmo, several of the different things you can see on the website at DennisBeard.org. And you'll see that come up at the end uh, there uh, that our editors will put that up for your uh, for your viewing and know how to contact us. Send it. They will send you a free DVD uh, for a thanks uh, for your donation. And we are a nonprofit religious organization, and all your donations are tax deductible. Well, it is very important. The point of this podcast, very simply, is do not think that the book of the Revelation has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with you. It is the present truth and the preceding word of God by which every believer lives by, by by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, and this is what is happening now. We do not want to be where we are in a mistaken identity, thinking we have heaven made, and hear the frightful words of Jesus, depart from me, you that work iniquity, I never knew you. They, because they did not do the will of God, they were born again Christians. You'll see that in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And in Matthew 7, Jesus said some very dire words in judgment that only those that are holy will be able to enter in and doing the will of God. Now, that's hard for some, but it's the truth. And that is very simply. Jesus said, not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, you can't call Jesus Lord, 1 Corinthians 12, without the Holy Ghost. Any man calling Jesus Lord does it by the Holy Ghost, knowing that he's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Well, Jesus said, but not all of you that say Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Lord, Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. But only those that do the will of God, we must find the will of God and do it. Then many will profess unto him. Think about it. Many will say, Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name, and in thy name we've cast out devils, and in thy name we prophesied. We've done many wonderful things in your name, using him by faith, but not doing the will of God. Jesus said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Somebody said, how can God in his love do that? Because he's holy. He gives us the Holy Ghost to be holy, to mortify the deeds of the flesh, crucify the flesh with the effects of the lust in order to do the will of God according to the faith that he has dealt to each and every individual member, dealt to every man the measure of faith to us. The quest for life is to find that will of God and to do it. He said, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let's not be one of that number. Let's do the will of God. Let's run with what God has given us, this good race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and putting aside that weight of sin that does so easily beset us. We know in the last days that God is lifting up his body. That will preach this everlasting gospel to all the world for witness in all nations, and then the end will come. Well, there, please take a look at the uh, social media sites become a partner with us. Uh, we need to hear from you, those of you that do. Uh, there are prayers will be with you, for you. And as that, we'll also send you a DVD free of charge uh, just for uh, our thanks for you donating and standing with us in this time of a great need for the ministers in Africa and India. Well, we pray for each one of you that the God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming 
of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.